Welcome to the Three Digital Amigos podcast, where myself, Craig Ambler, Avil Chester, and Chris Lord will talk in a non-techie, engaging, and fun way about all things digital. So, we're in Series 2, Episode 1, Never Let a Crisis Go to Waste. Chris, what's it all about? Uh, well, actually, I reckon that everyone has got uh, has got this top of mind. We're in the middle of getting through a crisis, and there's nothing quite like a crisis to focus the mind and priorities. So we've got examples of scaling remote working from 1,000 to 13,000 in, in two weeks while still being secure. I'm sure everyone has done something similar from an IT and a non-IT perspective. So this one is around, what are the things that you thought you could never challenge the the sacred cows that you can just basically push past and make stuff happen with how do you use that mindset and how do you use the permissions that your workforce and your customers have given you to do more and more quickly great intro thank you chris so let's uh, let's open up the question straight away then so um avril what examples have you got where you've seen this sort of uh, permissions go much more quicker well, I think I love that whole thing about mindset. And I think right now we need to remember that as, uh, you know, sort of global organizations, small organizations and small businesses, SMEs, doesn't matter what size you are, there have been significant events in the past. So may I do a little bit of story time with everyone? Sit carefully. Please go ahead. Yeah, I am lying down. Okay. Get your milk ready. So we've got three examples here and we all know these, but I think they will act as a reminder. Cast your mind back to 1975. Um, the year US- after I was born, by the way. <laughs> it's a good year. Good year. Um, and then the US entered a 16-month recession at this point, and it took GDP to the worst um, in nearly two decades. But this is the point. Think of Microsoft, Bill Gates, Paul Allen. That's where they started to develop the concepts of computing for homes and offices. And that happened during a crisis. Story time number two, we all um, know about sort of the dot-com crash. And actually, in the wake of 9-11, if we look at Apple in 2001, that's when Steve Jobs returned and created the iPod. We all know what happened after that particular point. So little story number three, last one, I promise. It's a really, really quite um, more recent. It's kind of uh, 2008, Airbnb. Very uh, topical at the moment, obviously, with that really excellent um, you know, email from the CEO. That basically, Brian and Joe had the idea of renting out their air mattress, um, an air mattress in their living room. And it was later that year that the great recession, we can't even say it, recession happens. And that's <laughs> where the opportunity lies. So going back to what Chris was saying, you know, we need to start being brave and we need to start seeing the opportunities here. And this goes back to our very first episodes, oh, cast your mind back to series one. And it's about who are you? What's your business about? And, you know, where, where should you take it now? Um, so Craig, it'd be really interesting to hear what kind of um, stories you've seen as well about that brave change. I know we've been in the coping messengers at the moment, but what kind of new stories are emerging about um, sort of changes? Have you heard anything? Yeah, so uh, Avril, it's a, it's a really good point. So if you think about, I guess, the sales and marketing communities of, of organisations, certainly when you go, you know, a lot of the interactions that people have had to be done is face-to-face. That's how you, you know, they've traditionally built up relationships. And I have to say, I've seen a lot of the marketing teams having to reinvent themselves uh, and how to 
how to engage with people, how to network with people. Uh, and, you know, initially I think it was a struggle because, you know, if I'm being candid with you, there was a massive surge of Zoom meetings and it became a little bit manana. Uh, um, and, you know, it could easily be a, a bit of a, you know, well, how do you really set, set yourself out from the rest? So, you know, I, I have seen examples of that, certainly with some of the, the tech companies, which would traditionally be out there talking to people, doing things a little bit more differently to try and spark spark a, a interest within the market um so i think there is a there is definitely a how do you reinvent yourself scenario that people need to think about now you know if we think about the crisis at the moment and i'm sure that things are going to start to ease l- large parts of the uh, uk will want to see how they can re-engage with the market show economic growth but they can't just keep doing it as they were because that norm unfortunately has passed uh, and there is a new norm coming through so i would say to you know the ceos out there you know yes keep the the stable the stabilizers on but but also start thinking about reinvesting and reinvesting your business and rethinking your business so if you think about you know the starbucks of the world when they came onto the high streets um a lot of coffee shops independent ones struggled because they just felt they could just do the same thing and the customers would just stick with them unfortunately that's not the case and so you have to reinvent yourself and that's what i think a lot of businesses have started doing or will start thinking about fairly quickly and and that's really what what we need to what we're talking about here it's be ask the brave questions so if you've said at some point in a in a um, a board meeting hey wouldn't it be great if we talked to those customers and everyone went yeah but you know what that's really hard we need a warm intro well why and and those are the difficult questions and don't accept just because that's how it's always been this is the time that we've got evidence of if you keep pushing and you focus, actually, you can break through so many barriers. How many people said we couldn't possibly operate as a remote organization? <laughs> well, mm. eight example. weeks later, we're all there, right? So mm. all those people who said, no, I, I need to have eyes on my team. My team can't possibly work unless they can hug people at the end of the day. Well, we found ways of doing virtual hugs, and we found ways of, of moving to an output-based culture. So it really is two elements what are the brave questions and how do you break down those those unspoken barriers but the other one is what is it that you do that actually you can scale at a speed that you didn't think that you could before because if you think about the what we've moved towards and video conference and and remote working had we put in pl- in 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 place a plan to completely change the company we would have had to engage with everyone. We would have had to ask lots of questions and get lots of feedback. In this case, we effectively inherited a massive permission to, to do and then fix. And so there's another element of how do you get the most out of this period when we've all got permission to do things which we which were a bit more radical, um, which probably isn't going to last forever. In six months' time, we are not going to be able to say to everyone, right, we're moving the company to Swedish hours or, you know, Australian time zone, whatever it is. Um, so we've got a small p- a window. How do you grab that? 
Do you know what? And, you know, if you think about some of the more traditional uh, sectors, such as the healthcare and the NHS, you know, they've had to go at rapid pace and they have done things that they've been wanting to do for years, such as virtual GPs, uh, those those drop-in sessions that way, you know, which, which, which they couldn't have imagined could have been done within five, six years. And now pretty much all the different trusts are, are in that state. So it isn't, uh, it's never a case of whether it can or can't be done. It's a, it's a will. And when things get pushed upon you, you can actually do it. Yeah. So one of those brave questions is what are those permissions and which ones can you keep? Mm. Avril. I, you know, I, I, there's something I just want to ask you guys about really. Um, and I've been thinking about it quite a lot. The, the way of digital working actually is in a way more globalization because it doesn't matter where you are, where you work and everything else. But in this set of circumstances, are we seeing a little bit more of a rise of localism, Um, the support of local and small businesses, the support of more local NHS trusts and things like that, the neighbours, where you actually work yourself, um, not having to run into a central office and things like that. I I think there's an interesting juxtaposition as well in terms of, um, as as an organisation, who your audience is and what the, um, what is the... The, the need demand um, at, at the moment. Actually, we're not interested, sorry, not that I was anyway, um, in sort of big sort of celebrities right now. It's about real people. There's been a massive mm. shift mm. in the way in our wants and desires uh, and understanding in themselves. So how does that sort of shift in behavior as a consumer and a customer um, reflect? So I just would love to know um, your opinions of this as we're sort of uh, coming near to the end of our timing so do you know what i think you know the the whole local economy has really struck a chord digitally as well if i think about you know uh, certain certain small cities they've created this virtual network of of promoting uh, independent shops for things like food uh, groceries you know uh, uh, beverages for a delivery service and that's been you know really well received and i know if they can if they can really sort of continue that momentum there will be a nice balance i think between the the big the big juggernauts of of uh, uh, manufacturing and processing with the local economy as well so i think you're right i think the ceos of the local economy should also think about reinventing themselves with that digital blend and that should surely you know spark off that local market again and you know have a have a, a, a potential positive effect to some towns which have obviously you know been pushed out with the local businesses absolutely so, so, what's the wrap-up? <gasps> oh, top do you know tips. what? Oh, top tips, <laughs> yeah. Chris. You, as you said it, you have to go first, surely. Okay, That's so what happens. I think the biggest one is um, look for those unspoken blockers and identify the permissions that you've been given and think about which ones of those permissions you can keep going. Mm, good, good one, good one. Avril, what's yours? I like that. C- can I just use two words? They're yes. quite independent from each other opportunity and brave and those are the things we must wake up and and see and and go for Uh, this is absolutely the time this is not the time to hide away this is the time to go for it and shift gear Mm. mine would be you know create a new norm and reinvent yourself to ensure economic growth stability and, uh, and and pace you know there's some real things there around digital 
Do you know what? I think you know. Whilst we've uh, we've kicked the can down the road a little bit since the last series, I think the wheels aren't as rusty as we thought they were. So <laughs> thank you very much. Think we could do it. Yay! <laughs> Brilliant. So listen, um, Chris Avril, thanks as always. Um, tune in next time, everybody, for the next episode uh, within series two. Uh, but for now, bye-bye. bye bye. See you, Craig. <laughs>